0: Hey, I'm Brian Hyatt, and this is Rolling Stone Music Now. Last week, we did the best albums of 2017. This week, we're going to do best songs of 2017. And there is a 50-song list that Rolling Stone did. The full 50 is on the website now. And to talk about it, we have Rob Sheffield, Chris Weingarten, Sarah Grant, and John Dolan. Hello, all. Hey. We are rolling deep today. And I figured that we'd start actually with number one. As Rob just said, eat dessert first, it's the way to go. And I do what Rob says usually. So, uh, And there is no dessert <laughs> like Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles, Song of the Times. I feel like I've talked about this song a thousand times on the show. Maybe Rob, just something real quick about, about why this makes sense as number one.
1: Well, it's a beautiful song, Brian. It's a, a awful beautiful song. Really a, a different from what he'd done before and a song that was really sort of Epic and ambitious in a way that one might describe if one were into esque as a suffix, a little bit Bowie esque, a little bit maybe even U2 esque, but very resonant. Number two, Lord. Wait, we're, we're done with Harry Styles already? <laughs> we are done. We have 50 I, I songs from I eat Shapiro. dessert first. I, I didn't say like lick it and then throw it on the We've, floor. I, I'm considering I mean, the this, bo- is, yeah. uh, this isn't even one of the five best songs on the Harry Styles album. That album is just an embarrassment of uh, an, an embarrassment well, of desserts. It's what? a dessert tray.
0: So you're saying it shouldn't be number one. Some other Harry Styles song should be number one.
1: Uh, I'm saying all Harry Styles songs should be number one.
0: <laughs> wow. It's a tie. Kiwi,
1: that's a jam. <laughs> Uh, Kiwi is in fact the best song of 1995. Sweet Creature is the best song of <laughs> 1973. Okay, I'm getting to die and, with Harry Styles and, now.
0: And you just want to have, make sure he's
1: number one. We, we want to give one. him <laughs> respect.
0: Harry Styles, because Harry has a hard life, and he needs all the support he can get.
1: And so, I'm the only yeah, yeah. one talking about Harry Styles right now? We've, t- we've talked a lot about Harry Styles. I'm Mel Brooks, that, I didn't yeah. get a harumph out of that guy.
0: <laughs> we unleashed a lion, as any better one says. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So w- you mentioned Kiwi, which is a perfect segue to Lord, right? That's a New Zealander, right? Yes. Oh, wow. And, nice so L- Lord is a New Zealander who has a song, uh, Homemade Dynamite, that is at number two. And maybe we can he- actually hear that song.
2: A couple rebel top gun pilots flying with nowhere to be Ooh, don't know you super well, but I think that you might be
0: the same as me I like the idea that Lord and Taylor were like at bars maybe across the street from each other, having the encounters that form these songs and then each writing songs about the encounters with Jack Antonoff. But Sarah, what do you like about this song?
3: I'm always blown away by how Lord starts a song. Huh. Um, I think that you can hear that influence on Taylor's record.
0: I agree totally. And,
3: um, yeah. I didn't even really, you know, she's such a, she has such a stark voice that, you know, Taylor and Selena and a lot of the other pop young acts have emulated this year. But um, I didn't even realize that the Top Gun reference was there until I actually read her lyrics. And mm. um, she she has such a seamless way of weaving in all of these obscure and unlikely references and making them all so grounded in her very personal experiences. Um, I mean, there's so many songs about house parties, but the one, when Lord sings about them, you feel like you need to listen to the album alone, close the door, <laughs> find some empty room.
0: It's a good example of the sort of novelistic detail she can go for. The idea of she's giving the guy she's talking to her best side... You know, which is not something I've ever heard anyone refer to in a song. I love that. Number three, sorry for anyone who's feeling we're going too fast, Rob, but we're this just, we fast. got 50 songs, this dude. Is, that's uh, a great yes. Lord song. It is. If we have time at the end, we'll return to it. I'm like the <laughs> kindergarten teacher. Kendrick Lamar's Humble, and, and I think the interesting thing about Kendrick is we argued really, we couldn't figure out even which Kendrick song to put this high because I think we're all such big fans of basically the entire album. So what was, John, how do we end up with with Humble? I mean, obviously it's the single, so you can't go wrong. Yeah,
4: I think the, the, that it was a huge hit and that it was it sort of jumps out at you with just a little more intensity than, I mean they all do and it is it is kind of the whole album is is almost like all hits and it's almost designed that way but I just felt like because it was a a moment that everyone kind of got around and because it was such a hit and because of it's just kind of how visceral his rapping is, it's just such a striking thing to listen to
2: and the thing i you know love about this record and i wrote about it in in the review is that like it really is like a a circa 1995 ideal of what rap should be hard beats and hard rhymes and wordplay and tricky stuff and he really embraced that and this song bangs in the same way that you know a lot of uh rap in the 90s banged
0: in a year where people were not into bangers Per se. Well, the fact that it's Mike Will who who is so of the moment and it comes from the trap world is a, it maybe makes it a, a synthesis of '95 and 2017, which lands you about 2002. If you could, could sure, have, yeah, no, <laughs> but no, it's, it's it's that's a good point, and and maybe that's probably why I, maybe that's why I like it so much. Cardi B, "Bodak Yellow." You know what? It, it's a great song. Rob, are you a fan? I don't. We've never discussed Cardi B.
1: Oh my God! I, yes, I love her. She's kind of a uh, She's kind of the Jarvis Cocker of hip hop. <laughs> She's like someone who like comes out fully formed as an adult, you know. And because like only the underground knew about her before, so it's somebody who like comes upon with this like massive international stage and already knows so well how to be a star, how to tell a story, how to absolutely do everything right, and in a way that makes you know people say, "Where did this person come from? How are they so perfectly poised as a pop star?" I could see wanting to say something, Sarah.
3: No, I mean, there's so many things, so many great lines in this song too. What is that line about? Are you the worker bee or the worker or something? Like, I can't even recall I'm it. Queen but it's,
2: the w- yes, yeah. Yeah. Cardi B. I mean,
3: it was like everyone in around the world asked themselves that question. Yeah. Yeah. Cardi <laughs> B
0: greasing the gears of the machine with the blood of the bourgeoisie. Yes. <laughs> I think I might be insane because sometimes I, I I can't help hearing Bob Dylan going be like, I don't dance now, I make money moves. Yeah, I don't know always. why. I, I don't it's know very Dylan. <laughs> I have to say. Is, very also,
1: is, is this the first hit song to mock people who paid to get in to the club <laughs> the idea of like her like standing on stage and saying you people paid to get in here
0: i get paid a fee we clearly have a lot to say about cardi b uh two, lights <laughs> of home which is it's a cool song I, I will just point out before we move on that that it does something with a riff from Hyam song the main riff is from my song five by Hyam, and it is a great riff and you know it's like I guess they just found it where they wanted it. They do credit Haim for the song, so, you know, there you go. Why don't we hear the Lights of Home before we move on? Because we didn't need to hear Bodak Yellow, because if you were breathing this year, you heard, <laughs> you heard Bodak Yellow, but you might not have heard Lights of Home yet. I
1: want to well, hear Bono do Bodak Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a rebel song. <laughs> <laughs> this is a song about my bloody shoes.
2: <laughs> I shouldn't be here because I should be
0: dead. I can see the lights in front of me. I believe my I can see in in front of me. So, let's go to Migos, Bad and Bougie, which we've also talked a lot about, but, I mean, pretty irresistible. Do you love this song, Rob? Are you a yeah, fan? Yeah, I love this one. What do you love about it?
1: It's very thematic, very Southern sounding in a sort of like unfiltered kind of way.
0: Chris, you've made the case for Migos as, as lyricists, which isn't necessarily how people <laughs> praise them. But no,
2: it's true. And because cause they are such stylists in a unique way taking that uh you know the triplet flow from 90s southern rap and turning that into a a total aesthetic. And so they get a lot of attention for the kind of 3 on 4 polyrhythm that they've built a career on, but you know if you break down the lyrics, it's just like intense assonance. They're ridiculous rhymers in that sense.
0: Number 7 is Despacito which we've also heard a a fair amount of this year. It's an interesting thing. I mean, there would be a time when something so ubiquitous wouldn't necessarily find its way onto a critical list at number 7 in Rolling Stone, but it's there. So, why is it there, guys? You or somebody?
4: Just the pure sort of catchiness of it. It's nice to get behind and be excited about. It's the biggest uh, single ever by a Puerto Rican Argus, artist in, in the history of the Billboard charts. And I think
2: it's the most streamed single of all time. Yeah, like, and
4: it's, you know, it's it's nice to have a song that that everyone kind of agrees is great and is, is on throughout the summer and is kind of opening up people to different kinds of cultures, reggaeton and stuff. And as I think, like when I listen to it now like for this I was like now it's like considering what went on this year with Puerto Rico and almost like the sort of political side of it it's it's a sad song like that, that little guitar part now sounds kind of wistful and sort of sad and poignant whereas it, but it used to be just kind of this really fun catchy song that was kind of inescapable in a good
0: way and then another inescapable song which almost doesn't feel like a real song at this point uh, it's Portugal the man's feel it still and it's an interesting thing it's like an indie band who found this groove and made this huge hit. This might be a song that you know, but don't know what it's called. So let's let's hear it for a second. Pickle, a you know that song. That one. Like yeah. <laughs> Chris is is giving a thumbs down right now. He, he, he's not feeling this song.
2: It does to me sounds like a lot of the kind of cosmopolitan post everything songs that people like CeeLo, green and and Lloyd and whatnot were doing in you know 10 years ago. so I'm not super into the the rock dude version of that but sure. uh, <laughs> I
3: mean I think in a, on the other way it it kind of blurs the line between pop and rock today and that's I think why the song is done so well I mean, it's almost like a catchier version of, uh, and by catchier, I mean quicker paced version of Selena Gomez's Hands to Myself, which yeah. is the first line of this song.
2: It's weird how, how our mainstream rock right now is so in a retro vein.
1: I will say that if you went back in time to 1986 <laughs> and told people that someday people would aspire to kick it like it's 1986 not one soul would believe you absolutely nobody in 1986 wanted to kick it like it was Man. 1986 the idea that that would be on a wish list somehow is just mind-blowing what what would frankie even say it cracks me up let's kick it like it's 1986 that's really easy to do lana del
0: rey featuring the weekend Lust for Life, and I already kind of dissed the Lana album last week, so I I will bow out.
3: The Lana album is so great. I'm so glad this song is on the list, although, like Styles, there's so many other songs that could have been on here. Well, let's hear
0: this song for a sec.
1: For you, how does the Lana album sort of fit into the sort of overall Lanaology? Lanaology. Well, the
3: thing I love about what she says about it is that she's sort of indulging us in having a in Lanaology a very straight ahead and optimistic record. And um, she's such a unique lyricist. And, you know, I love that she imagines The weekend and the Shangri-Las in this song. And then she pivots to this chorus that's like the silky gallop between the two of them. It's so, I mean, it's... The subtle turns on this very simple song are
0: uh, very beautiful. Yeah, Cheery Lana freaks me out a little bit. Maybe that's part of the problem. (laughs) There's something like a little bit like pod person about it. But um, So Future's Mask Off, which is... To me, it's a, you can either evolve as an artist Or you can sort of distill yourself down Where you're like the most pure version of yourself And that, in some ways that feels like
1: What Future's doing on exactly. this song <laughs> He's He's saying, What do I have to do to get you people to notice that I take drugs? <laughs> fine, <laughs> fine, okay I'll make this real easy for you <laughs> Yeah,
0: let's, let's, let's hear that one exactly It's like, <laughs> it's like it just boils it down to Percocets, Molly, Percocets Yo, Percocet
4: yeah. Molly, Percocets, Percocets Perkaset, Molly Perkaset, Rep the set, yeah, gotta Rep the set. Dang, dang. Chase a chick, chase. never chase a bitch. Don't chase no bitch, mask on, fuck it, mask on, mask, mask on, yeah. fuck it,
0: mask. I love Future. Finally, the mask is off, <laughs> and he. Can... <laughs> <laughs> so where did Tove Styrk with saying my name? Where do we find this?
4: I <clears throat> excuse me, I just heard about it and really, really liked it. And I just kept arguing for this song to be in here. She's not a known artist. She was on like Swedish Idol. Is her, you know, this song was a number eighty-five hit in Sweden. That's she's the not even highest the, it got. She's not even but the best-known Tove. No, in she's America. not. She's like the Battle of the Toves. <laughs> she's number four. And there's two tov. other, yeah, it's like the Lesser Tove. But it's just an extremely cool beat and an extremely her singing is great and she says i want to uh wear you like you wear me out like a sweater that you like it's like a yola tango lyric or something I just, <laughs> I just really find it i just can't i love this song i kept saying no it's got they kept being like push it down a little bit nope number 11 it's number 11 this year i really so like this
0: let's song. hear the the john dolan special pick say my name you say you ain't the one to jump in our relation and i don't mind but when we thought your celebration, up 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 Yeah, I have to say, yeah, I hadn't heard it until it showed up on the list, and I, I, I it's really good. Yes, yeah, good pick, John yeah, me too. It's, 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 Thank you. Great, great synth sound, like great little like well, that little, video like, game. It, I
4: think the thing about if you look at this list, one of the things that really comes through, I think, is just. The sense of kind of all these songs having a lot of like rhythmic freedom like what drum songs they can use whether they can be fast or slow whether they can reference things that might not sound like you know some of these songs have like an island kind of element to it. this one doesn't necessarily though the the, the the little guitar line almost kind of sounds west african or west kind of west african bluesy kind of it just seems like there's because there's no real radio or record company demanding pop things be like anything the difference between these you know different kinds of styles is just collapsed and so you can pretty much be anything. And this is a song, it's not popular, but it's as catchy as the really popular songs on here. And the songs that are really popular can be that sort of lordification of music, where you have to be ambitious and you have to be challenging yourself and you have to be saying something. And Jack Antonoff kind of helping in that as well, like letting these people being who they want to be and, you know, making them more kind of more pop, I guess, but also being like pop on their terms. And I feel like the artists can really demand their terms Throughout, in, in in sort of what would be top forty music, I mean, Bad Liars is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. The next song on the list,
0: yeah, and I want to get to that after the break. It's a perfect example. And Say My Name, which we just heard, you know, it fits in with uh, John's love of of Passion Fruit by by Drake. It's sort of a, I'm I'm sensing sort of a John Dolan genre. It's, I, it's, I it's like Dolan core. Yacht
4: Drake. Yeah. I just really oh, yeah, like yeah. laid back yeah. Drake. I know people it's, like Drake when he yells. I know Brian, you're a yelling Drake yeah. fan, and that's great. I love yelling Drake. But this this record just when it came out in the spring, I was like, I want to. Drink gin and tonics. I just love <laughs> this record It's so good Island vibes are dull and corny. Yeah I like it I like it <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're listening to Rolling Stone Music Now We're going over The year's top 50 songs And we'll be right back With a lot more We are on number 12 Selena Gomez's Bad Liar And John was just making a point That I was thinking about Which is The crazy breakdown of genres That continues to happen And here we have I think in the abstract, people think of Selena Gomez as the ultimate kind of like former Disney star making generic pop, and in sort of if people who don't know her well. And yet here we have a song that could easily be a, by a really cool indie act. I mean, honestly, maybe not and once, once was to, and once. <laughs> and and, and, and in, in part, in part, because the bass line is literally from a Talking Heads song. But yes, let's hear. Let's Selena Gomez's "Bad Liar." So you know what I'm talking about. In case you don't remember
4: i was walking down the street the other day trying to distract myself but then i see your face oh wait that's someone else i'm trying to play a coy, trying to make it disappear but just like the battle of troy there's nothing
0: i mean the understated vocal i do get a little worried
4: it's
1: going to turn into tom's diner i'm glad to this. i'm
3: glad we got in the iliad reference too
1: <laughs> got to get that in there I would donate a kidney to this song. Yeah. This this is this song, this is my favorite. This is my favorite song on this list, and it's my favorite song of the year.
4: You don't, you don't, it, this Talking Heads thing is such an eye-catching thing, The first of all, but you the vocals, her singing on this is crazy as it goes on. Like, she, she does so many different things vocally. Yes. As the song continues, you're like, that's pretty amazing. It's yeah. taken off from the
1: sort of whispery style that, that mm-hmm. she perfected on Revival, where just her, her timing is just, it, it, just were really, like, delicate, shifts of, of tone in terms of the whisper and then when she explodes for the loud part you know it's coming but it's still absolutely effective. But
2: there's also a really great act on Merge right now called Sneaks who kind of owes to the minimalist Young Marble giants aesthetic in the same way that this does. So it's like you know really kind of Capturing uh, something that is sort of Happening in the underground on a very Very large scale
0: that's what's crazy that There can be any commonality between any Act on merge and Selena Gomez Just says it really says it all makes the point So number 14 is LCD sound system Call the police and it's besides Maybe Harry Styles song it's the first song that Is speaks directly to the Moment and it's just this kind of Burning paranoia about What's going on in the world let's hear that for a Second <laughs> Does anyone have anything to say about that one?
4: Just love it. I mean, yeah. just like they've always had, he's always had like, I think Rob you once wrote about has kind of like the sad, drunk Irish guy, like, you know, like like wistfully nostalgic. And it's always kind of been about him and maybe he's getting this kind of his social group and his friends and just whatever and, 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 and kind of feeling like what's what's happening to my life? It's changing. And now it's just universalized. And it's it's funny. It's The song is a lot like All I Want from their last record, which is one of the best songs of the last. Forever, it's like 10 years or whatever. And it's just now it's, it's that was a, this kind of, that kind of yearning thing has turned in it on itself into this kind of darkness. And it's just very affecting.
0: And number 16 is Julia Michaels. Uh huh. And again, crazy breakdown in categories. I mean, this is, t- she's a, a top 40 songwriter who actually wrote, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrote the Selena Gomez song that was a number 12. And here she made a song that's like kind of like a, a Weezer song or something. We should hear that. Stick. Makes now. We slow down? We slow down?
4: So yeah, total rock vibes. The way that people are still coming up with permutations on Britney Spears in this t- day and age is kind of incredible. That's like an alt rock song, you know, from the '90s, but it sounds like teen pop from the '90s. It's crazy
0: and then number 17 Lil Uzi Vert XO Tour Life and man I, not to be a broken record about uh,
1: collapsed categories but this is uh, That's a That's really alt rock. Yeah, yeah, a, a song <laughs> that It <a> song sounds <laughs> exactly like a hold steady song. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never me to went the there edge. before. All
1: my friends are dead like yeah. yeah. No, or, or a Linkin Park chorus, you know, that, or could, like, that yeah, like some be some Seattle
4: be, grunge yeah, like you know so like yeah. like you know paint huffing kind of deal. It's really dark. But yeah,
0: let's hear that. She said baby I am not afraid to die push me to the edge. all my friends are dead push me to the ash all my friends are dead push me to the edge. all my friends are dead yeah i mean it's me you know technically hip hop but i mean this emo rap is what everyone's kind of saying but it, there's a lot going on there it's actually hard to wrap your head around what genre that really is cuz there's so many things coming in but he, he listens obviously to a lot of uh, a lot of old alt rock and he's a nirvana fan all that is i guess coming in
4: and the track is kind of like it's got a dance hall exactly. the island things in there too It's so bizarre It's weird that that's like Oh sure this will be a hit No problem like, I And mean, it's a huge <laughs> hit
0: Yeah that's why There's just it's so much going on Number 19 is Diet Sig 16 And it has definitely One of the funniest beginnings Of, of any song on the list If we can hear that
4: When I
0: So, how did this end up at number nineteen? Who was pushing for it?
4: Um, I feel like it was agreed upon as a yeah. good, great was one of the you know the one of the great indie rock songs of the year, and just an example of another band going back to the to nineties uh, kind of. Uh, what would be the references there uh, you know like k records kind of cutcore core music and, and just <laughs> rocking it out and sticking like a novel of experience in, into this little beginning and then it starts to rock
3: but her delivery is also so different from bands like that yeah, i true. mean it's so earnest and it's which makes it uh so unique and and why it should be on this
4: list this year well that's a good point it really does tie into all this kind of like it's not that different than lord or
0: whatever it's, it's a good point number 20 is this artist taylor swift <laughs> We did an entire show about this album, but Call It What You Want. Do you agree that that is the best song and should be the highest on the list of Taylor songs?
1: Yes, I love it. Although there are so many great songs on that album that honestly, I, I, believe me, that's the kind of album where my favorite song shifts from day to day. But Call It What You Want of, of these singles that came out before the album, this is the one that really sort of sums up what the album is about and where the album is coming from. Some of the singles were more sort of you know fake hints And this is a song that really sums up the sort of the emotional musical substructure of the album.
0: It's the song that comes closest to what it feels like to actually talk to Taylor. It feels like she's like literally talking to us. Somehow her speaking voice is coming out in the understated way she's singing it. But number 21 is Arcade Fire, Everything Now. And this is an example of a song that, in my opinion, I don't know what everyone else thinks, is great on an album that is... (laughs) very far from great and it's a, and it's the title track and uh, it's very confusing actually and it's also very ABBA. Let's hear it. Do you see it the same way I do? That great song, bad album?
1: No, not a fan. Of any of it. <laughs> no. Were you previously at Arcade Fire show? Yes, I've liked Songs of Theirs. That is a, not
0: exactly a yes. Fair enough. So you have nothing to be disillusioned about. This is not about. dessert.
4: The look on Rob's face was not a dessert face when he <laughs>
1: was We're commenting. feeding yeah,
0: Rob's arcade, arcade spinach right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. All right, fair enough.
1: Can we hear a little Uzi Vert again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Spoons, Hot Thoughts, is at number 22. And I really love this song. Yeah. I think they actually had hope. There's definitely a world in which they actually had a hit with this song And I think that was kind of the hope Spoon keep doing that Their last couple albums have always had the couple songs Where it's like in, in another world of
4: alternative radio Where that stuff existed This would be their thing But it's like Spoon get penalized too for being good every time It's like they're just the same kind of good the That's whole exactly way through That's exactly right yep. yes. And this song is awesome They're doing There's so a many whole, cool things We should this do song. a whole
2: show on bands like that Like the O.C.s is another one Big Crit is another one Like just these artists that are like continually Continuously excellent So there's no narrative
0: Right You're so boring By being so great all the time right? Yeah Well let's hear Spoon's Hot Thoughts
1: Hot Thoughts Built in my mind Could be
0: your Accent Mixing with mine You got me
2: Outtight Twisting inside Hot Thoughts All in my mind And all the time babe. Do we think the title's A
0: play on words? Like like the T-H-O-T-S Sense of the word thoughts. He might be too old for that <laughs> Britt doesn't strike me as a, as a thought kind of guy But I, I could be wrong And what's
4: frustrating yeah. About them too Is their music keeps Like that's got the Like the, the Peter Piper Kind of thing to it Like for, when they start off They sound like wire And they keep adding music And adding music And adding the stones And adding It's just They just they continue To get better and better In a way that no one
0: Seems to I don't know, care that much about it. Then the attention to sonic detail and arrangement yeah, totally. deal, it must on some level be a slightly maddening to make such perfect songs I and agree. they don't get more attention in
1: 2017. But a, t- a, yeah. a, a, a consistent thing through his songwriting is, is that he doesn't uh, pretend to a kind of emotional and drunk. Oh, know, that's right? for sure, yeah. He, d- he, doesn't, he doesn't fake that at points like during that band's like extraordinarily long like 20-year career at this point like where it would have been very much to his advantage to fake some sort of angst and something that I consistently love about Spoon Records is that's that's a, a lie he doesn't like really work into his music.
2: Well you know they love Krautrock mm-hmm. clearly so it's like, you know, that that flat emotional plane carries Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah.
0: yeah. There's a very cool thing at the end of that song, if you're listening on good headphones, where he, there's a three-dimensional effect of a car pulling away, and it, it actually jumps about five feet away from the right side of your head, so check that out if you finish it. Uh, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of, it's incredible. No, really. It's, 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 it's Speaking of attention to detail, like that's how... And by the way, that is also a <clears throat> rock thing. There, there are a lot of guys who were really into binaural recording in the Krautrock mm. scene, so anyway, totally right. Uh, number 23, Charlie XCX, Boys. Let's hear that, actually. I was busy thinking about boys 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 I was busy dreaming about boys boys, boys. Chris was playing air chime on yeah. that. No I was yeah. I was actually doing air Mario hitting oh, okay. the brick Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is that, that is what that is yes yeah.
2: yeah no you know I I, I love <laughs> this is partially co-produced by Sophie so you know it. Explain ha- who
0: Sophie is. TV Sophie World.
2: is is part of this loose amalgam of of artists who are involved with something called PC music, and they're very informed by you know the Uncanny Valley and internet culture, and you know it's it's kind of a, a future nostalgia type of thing. And you know the fact that that is invading pop music is really really cool. And this is is probably one of the biggest platforms for that and you know whether or not this is going to be the future of of pop it has yet to be seen
0: but it's definitely a cutting edge in in that field well pc music we're making sort of pop in quotes yeah really in quotes mm-hmm. and, and yeah. now it, and for that to become actual pop music yeah. is, is always cool so let's actually let's skip to number no we got to hmm. talk about we got to talk about wild thoughts okay talk good uh wild thoughts <laughs> <laughs>
2: I am in love with the cross cultural, cross time, cross pop. I say in the blurb, it's an undeniable pop moment transcending region, genre, time, and taste. And you have <laughs> a Palestinian American producer, a party next door who's, uh, you know, Caribbean Canadian, and it all samples. A collaboration between Wyclef, who was from Haiti, and Mexican American Carlos Santana from the nineties, and then Rihanna there from the Barbados trying on her her kind of nineties New York rapper stuff, and Bryson Tiller is like the new southern trap and bee stuff. And it's just like it's everything all in this mush that's like it, it you know, it's like five decades of pop culture and all around the globe, all crammed into this a just totally undeniable song
3: the great thing about everything Khalid does is that he has this an amazing ability to bring out to play to everyone's strengths and the decision to even have someone like Bryson Tiller on a song like this yeah. with two like juggernauts and he just he's at his best arguably in this track right here and like it, I mean in such a different light and also you've got Rihanna yeah, sounding like, like a, she hasn't sounded in 10 years. She's got
2: like rap swagger on this and she's got like rap swagger on the new nerd track. I love this direction for her. It's it's awesome. It's she just go, such she a goes fun in. Song. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. I wanna be a baby, baby, baby. Spinning in as wedges like he came from MayTek. Bike on the brook. I get like this, I can't be we do want to talk about number 25 super organism something for your mind but it's m period i period n period d just so you know you know d period excuse me so let's hear that one and then uh, i think chris one is very excited to talk about it i
4: know
3: you think i'm a democrat looking in the dark
0: I do like how it sounds more like Beck Than the Beck song we have on the list <laughs> oh,
4: It's well, you like know, if the Moldy Peaches Had been on a Beck record before Beck <laughs> Before they existed or something
2: You know, know, it takes me right back To that weirdo uh, kitchen sink pop era Of the 90s Of like Brand Van 3000 And Cornelius And the Eels Like the early Eels stuff You know, where it was like Oh like we all grew up listening to to rap music and dance music and and rock music how can we all mush this into one weird stew and also the in the chorus there is this like incredible silence in the song like like a harsh digital silence which is very disorienting
4: and uh, yeah, every time it comes up, you're like, "Oh, that's my th- what's wrong with my thing or whatever," but it's not. It's just the way it is.
0: So number twenty six, T Grizzly, first day out, and it was literally recorded as a Detroit rapper, he literally recorded it on his first day out f- from prison. So it reflects a lot of those feelings. And let's hear that. Otherwise, Chris is going to have to start rapping it.
2: Yeah, no. The uh, well, you know, the the segment I wanted to play has this bar of two four in it, which is just this proggy tweak that blows my mind every single time the only other song that i can even point, the only other rap song i can point to is mc easy and dj troops get retarded from 1988 that this is such a rare thing in rap music but beyond that like his story is amazing his his rhymes are full of joy and pain and skills and he's his unbelievable talent
0: yard
4: nigga. Ain't it a blessing we made it out of Lansing after all that happened? That bitch, after Michigan State, after Harvard, when our man stalled on us, the bands they took from us. Joy Road, bitch, but the money long as six mile brick mile. Knock your ass down, pick her up, knock her back down, pull her tracks out. Yes, I slap girl. Yes, I slap dog Yes, I slap lock.
0: Yes, Chris I knocked stop. off his headphones, <laughs> banging his head so hard to that. Number thirty is Jadenas Bambi, and that's one of my favorite songs of the year. I, you know, it's funny I said. When I first encountered it I said to an editor Rolling Stone That th- this will either be A number one hit Or completely tank And unfortunately it completely tanks, But <laughs> I think it's it's A really awesome combination Of very up to the moment Drum stuff Trap drums With melodies And, and harmonies That go back to doo-wop mm-hmm. and, and, and Jaden is a really Interesting artist Let's hear that Oh Bambi I won't
2: lie If I weren't in this Spider web of mine since we're comparing we
1: everything to the 90s, like, remember Lounge Core, <laughs> those Esquivel reissues? No, come on. <laughs> don't make me hate this it. This is the best
0: combustible, combustible Edison, Edison, Edison ever. Ever. Oh, gonna,
2: <laughs> We're going to have a battle to see who can be the first to say <laughs> combustible Edison.
0: I have no idea what you guys are talking about. No, that's, where that,
2: that's where that Nirvana money went into Sub Pop was combustible, Edison. Well, well, well you
0: know, th- there's certain things that like I only read about in Spin and Rob Sheffield columns in the '90s, and still haven't actually heard. And I think that might be, I think that, I think that might be one. So, so I'll just continue hearing it out of his lips. Um, number 31. Speaking of Rob Sheffield, is Craig Finn "God in Chicago," and it is, you know, Craig, obviously the frontman of the Hold Steady. Incredible lyricist and takes an even bigger step forward here. Let's hear that and I'd love to hear Rob talk about it after we hear it.
1: We did not speak at the service, but then later a message from a number that wasn't familiar said hey, it's Charlie's sister Would you do me a favor? It's a, a beautiful it's song that business. the story goes on it does not get it's happier. Uh, it's ball. it's a very uh, Springsteen circa darkness on the edge of town or at the river, that sort of storytelling that he's doing in a, in a rock and roll context.
0: It's like if the beginning of Candy's Room was the whole song. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> His whole uh, album, the, We All Want the th- Same Things, is it's, it's great. This song is just kind of a, a, an epic. He recorded it the day that Prince died, so there's a, a part where they're listening in the car when they're going to do this drug deal, when they listen to the, the cassette of 1999. And he just added that because that news had just come over Man. that day on
4: a boombox in the back seat of the car like that's a great detail. Like, this car stereo doesn't work. They have a boombox in the back to listen to the Prince and 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 Led Zeppelin on. It's just every detail, every line has a detail that's just uncanny and even for him he's been one of the best for a long time, but it's really really powerful.
0: Number 36 is DVSN Mood and it's really great kind of bit of bedroom R&B from a sort of Drake affiliate and we should definitely hear that if we
2: can you know this really is like the uh, another back to 96 kind of bump and grind you know silks freak me jam this is so
0: 1992 (laughs) yeah like (laughs) What if R. Kelly never left public announcement? (laughs) (laughs) So number 44, we have Carly Rae Jepsen at number 44 with Cut to the Feeling. And Carly Rae is for some people who live in Brooklyn and elsewhere sort of uh, an actual goddess. I'm not sure anyone we have here worships her to that extent. And for me as a Carly Rae doubter, I was converted by this song. I love this song. And it, I don't, so maybe, maybe I'm joining the cult. Let's hear it. I
2: had a dream, or was it real? We crossed the line, and it was on. We crossed the line. It was on this time. I've been how
0: I feel. And at number 49, we have Haim, Want You Back. And, you know, again, like the second time Haim are appearing on this list because they had that riff in the U2 song. Haim's album didn't connect with the world maybe as much as they wanted and maybe it was a little bit of a disappointment overall but this song's awesome and let's hear it some things are long forgotten some things were never said we were on one so the final song on the list is at number 50 is 21 savages bank account And not a lot of time to say a lot about it Can someone say five seconds worth Of something about bank account
4: We were just noting before in the break That if you If he even says in the song It's so intense that he'll If you you tweet about him he'll kill you
0: Right Which is And Chris said he was going to make that his Twitter bio Not even mentions
4: Could be anything You just watch out
0: (laughs) So this has been Rolling Stone Music Now We were talking about the top 50 songs of 2017 And you can see the full list on rollingstone.com We'll be back next week at 1 p.m. here on Sirius XM's volume, channel 106. And in the meantime, you should go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to us as a podcast, download previous episodes as podcasts, and maybe leave us some nice reviews and don't complain about how we can't play music more than 12 seconds or whatever because that's just the law, man. We can't help it. It's just, you know, if you want to hear music, you can go to your favorite streaming service and find it. But have a great week and we will... Be back next Friday.